I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome back to Unashamed. Uh, we got me, Jason, Dad here, laughing in the lair, is because uh, we all have such a great sense of humor. We're working on the sense of humor. It's working on it. You know. Well, sense. I'm saying you and Phil, and uh, I mean I laugh out loud more than y'all, but we're trying to get you to. Are you laughing at us or you? No, I just if something funny happens, I laugh. I laugh at myself. Hey, look. Yeah. It, it it happens. I mean, I told y'all last podcast a story about I'm out there in my neighbor's yard, you know, chasing a dog. Which, that, could, which was... could be terrifying if caught on camera. You know, that, that could be. So yeah. we got Zach coming in from North Carolina. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, the movie because when I was in uh, up in Virginia, because um, now I have a, like an official movie poster, which looks really nice. And so I was yeah. showing that to some of the, cause I spoke to a lot of people this weekend. So I wanted them to see it. And of course, part of the story that I tell, I tell about mom and dad and some of what we went through and, and really what happened when dad became a Christian and, and mom as well and how that changed our destiny in our life, you know? And so I kind of weave that into my story. So the story of the blind works out perfectly. And what were you saying, dad? Uh, you said, nobody has said it won't work. You know, nobody yet have said that won't work. That's right. They're like, you know, they got a point. Yeah, and I think it. I think it will. A come sinful to... life stacked up against a, a a holy life. Yeah, big difference. Well, I think so many people, Dad, know you as you are now, and you have been for decades, as being a man of respect and truth who doesn't back down from the Bible, and so that's how people view you. Which and I is... have told them where I came from. Exactly. So, but to actually see that, but to see it, it, it for me is embarrassing. Yeah, you know? I know. But you hadn't seen it. I actually got to watch it. Oh, you watched the whole movie. I watched the whole movie. You didn't know that? No, I've no, only seen the trailer. Keeping that a secret, or <laughs> it's not <laughs> a secret now. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> All yeah. I've seen. Well, I watched. I'm what was that? Where old... Dad and I are on the pecking order. Here. It's a rough cut. <laughs> you, wow. watched you watched it. You watched a minute of it. <laughs> no, Zach. I mean, deep down, he realizes that I will say no. You know, I'm not just a yes man. So he was. A he actually wanted to get your critical view because, and I say that not being a bad thing, a good thing. He can tell you I gave him the positives, and the positives were the the big things. So that's really good yep. for the movie. I mean, it was a powerful story. I forgot what I said, but it was powerful. It was well acted. Um, I had a, a number of things. Yep. the The negatives were all things that he basically said, "Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna fix." But it was small. They things. were small things. Yeah. That's good. They were. Uh, I think the, you know, the, 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 no, the best the, the best line was I was like, "Well, did you like it?" And he because his answer was like, he never said he liked it. He said, "Been powerful," but I said, "Did you like it?" He said. Did I like saving Private Ryan? No, but did it needed to be done? He said yes. He said I'm right. like basically I'm watching my yeah, I'm watching my family story. It wasn't like you know like this pleasurable experience, but it was a powerful experience. I thought it's like good. watching the passion of the Christ yeah. and saying, "Did you well, like it?" Well, I mean, I was powerfully moved by watching okay. Jesus I mean, be tortured, but yeah, I can't say I like it. Yeah. No, you you brought it up, so let's deal with it. <laughs> but when you said, "Did you like it?" I was like, unanswerable question. <laughs> That's right. I'm too close to the situation. You know, it brought up painful memories, you know, when I was a kid that I had suppressed for, you know, 45 <laughs> oh, years. 
Yeah, I, I did not like that. It was, you know, I, I shed many tears watching it. But because though, you know, when you're a kid and all this is going on, you're you're this is not a likable thing. I didn't want and to Phil's point. You know, he he was embarrassed, and Phil, you're going to be embarrassed. <laughs> however, however, it was it is what it is, and it's a powerful story. And outside of the grace of God. I'm not sure what people who don't believe in God could come up with to answer how this happens. Yeah, it's a great point. And even in the yeah, trailer, Zach, so, I, so we watched the trailer this week. Dad and I both watched it. And, you know, look, it was just a minute of just kind of pretty fast action clips. But like a couple of scenes in the trailer, I teared up, you know, just because I was thinking – you know, like Jay said, it took me back into that moment because it was us. But so I'm trying to look at it like, what if it wasn't me who was actually coming out of that trailer, you know, heading, heading away from you? And so what would other people think about it? But look, here's the thing. I watched Jesus Revolution and I I cried three or four different times in that movie over things that touched me. And I, I didn't even know that movie was about Greg Laurie at first, but watching his conversion, knowing what he's done now to lead people to Christ it moved me and I didn't know about that story. So I can only imagine that people are watching this film and only know dad like he is now for the 50 years are going to be very moved by the man. He was what God did there. Jason makes a great point. Who else could do that? But God. Well, yeah. I mean, I I think it's, that's, that's how I was converted. I mean, I, I realize God gave us a Bible, but he also gave us spirit filled people and that transformation to make us wonder why and how. And I mean, look, I'm going to say this. So yesterday, uh, I was at the church where you preach, Al. You weren't there. I was preaching somewhere else. So I get there. uh, Missy was, you know, we just, here we go. We're there. And so, and I'll I'll confess my sins when I sat down and realized that this was uh, a little different. What did they call it? Uh, Senior Sunday. Senior Sunday. So I thought seniors. We senior. honor the high school seniors. And I looked everybody. around. Most of the people there are old, and I thought <laughs> wrong senior, wrong senior. It was senior citizen. Yeah, it was senior high school senior. So yeah. I, I'm confessing my sins. I thought, ooh, boy, I bet this is gonna be good because I don't have a senior. <laughs> you know, sometimes oh, just the title, right? It's just like I don't know. I'll have to admit, I was. I was convicted, and it was very powerful. Oh, that's I, awesome to hear. Oh, it was. I hadn't heard anything about. Well, you. I'm on. I'm on. Tell you right yeah, now because the the greatest thing I saw before I get to that. So remind me to share that. Okay. On why it was so powerful, but I did like uh, how they started because it's hard to be funny, especially in in more traditional churches. But they did something. They they had a fundraiser. And, for, a, uh, for a college group going on a mission trip to Nicaragua. Yeah. So they made the connection, even though on senior day, you know, there's not a big leap from senior to college because they're fixed right. to go to college. Right. So they had this, uh, they had this fundraiser, and the idea was, you can put. They had three jars. They had three men's faces on the jar, and you can whoever got the most money got a pie in their face. 
in live. Public. Yeah, live. I thought, now this is the kind of something I can rally behind. I mean, if you're going to get, <laughs> I like this. Because there's a payoff, both in the long run for the kids, but in the short run for us, we get to see a pie in the face. Yeah, so they had three three gentlemen. Uh, one is your your partner, a Pastor partner. Mike Kellett, yep. who supposedly got a got a vision from God or something. I'm making this up, but he was in Cali- he's in California doing a, you know, all of a sudden he had something come up. <laughs> so he he recused yeah. himself from the process due to doing the Lord's will. So now we yeah, got he had to wash his hair that day. <laughs> yeah, we got two people left. One of them's a pastor there, yep. uh David Bromley. And then uh our CR who, guy who, who in a weird turn of event, I, I got to share Jesus with him. You did. Uh you know. 40 some years ago. So Rucker, when Rucker was on our podcast, he talked about, you guys remember him because his story is powerful. He told how Duck Commander first and then ultimately Jay sharing with him saved his life. I mean, he came here literally a gang banger with, you know, had been involved in a, in a killing down there and, you know, just by God's grace wound up here and heard the good news. And now he leads our Celebrate Recovery Ministry, which is amazing. Yeah. And so the Rucker was the other one. And so, uh, well, somebody. And all the young people have been pulling for Rucker. They wanted Rucker to get the so, so it was a competition of two. Some some guy with deep pockets, I don't know who it was, looked at the scale and said, I got an idea, which is another great idea. They made it a tie, so they waited before you know one minute before it, it ends and made it a tie, so they both had to get pie faced. <laughs> so I thought that was great. It would have been three if somebody hadn't bailed in California. So you know, as part of the service, you know, we're, this is the contribution part. Everybody has that, so you know how traditional churches are. They didn't want to go off the rails with, you know, being sacrilegious and having a pie-in-the-face breakout, so they put it under the guise of the contribution part of the service. <laughs> Which is separate and apart, you separate know, if anything. Apart, yeah. Brother <laughs> Lord, oh, it's just awesome. Uh, so what was so funny is uh, Bromley, who, you know, I thought was kind of stiff, Oh, he he just went in. He had, he had assistants come out, and they put him in a in a little gown, you know, to keep his clothes. A little smock. <laughs> but they put a little hat on him, you know, <laughs> like a shower cap. And he put goggles on. And Rucker, you know, he works with Celebrate Recovery. He's like he's used to being down in the mud. He just pit. sat down and said, "Where's the pie?" <laughs> So they actually did the pie in the face. It was hilarious, you know. And so then they had the, uh, that was the first, but it was funny. You couldn't help but laugh. I laughed out loud. I mean, Phil and Zach, probably they wouldn't have laughed. But everybody <laughs> else laughed. It was funny. I'm laughing just thinking about so it. So they moved on, and they showed a little video of all the seniors. But, you know, it was well done. It was fairly rapid mm-hmm. and it showed from when they were little kids and all and there was a nostalgia there i mean i thought and some of these close. kids had literally grown up in our church yeah. so they've been a part campus guy gets up you know it was it was actually pretty good he did this thing about legacy and he read deuteronomy about your children deuteronomy and six. your children's yep. children and i thought okay you know well, then he said, so, and it, the name of the whole thing was why. Why? Why are we doing this? So he asked one of the members of the senior class to share why, why Jesus. 
So this young girl gets up, teenager. I mean, it made me kind of think of Mary when we was going through. Here's a teenager. I thought, boy, I thought this. I bet this is gonna be good. Well, it was uh, Mindy who we had on oh, the podcast. Daughter. Some of you uh, longtime listeners will remember her story. Yeah. And it was her daughter. Well, she got up, and this was the the great part. And she shared, you know, why. And uh, it was out of the park. Wow. She was very art articulate, very vulnerable, but just very passionate and courageous for Jesus and thankful for having parents who shared Jesus with her in a church that focused on the gospel. It was better than any sermon we could have we could have given. And I'm saying all four of us, and you say why? Because it was an 18-year-old girl in this culture in the moment. that was as real and raw and you couldn't fake the courage that and the confidence she showed about you know her savior and and all the things that led to that. So I repented of my boy. I bet this is gonna be good. that. That should be the sign. There's you say t-shirt. that. <laughs> Get ready for the altar call. I mean, I didn't go down front because I already was on the front row, but I just thought, mm. Lord, I'm sorry about that. Uh, so let, let me mention, since you brought it up, because now folks will be intrigued. So you can see this if you go to WFRChurch.org. You look in the archive lessons. By the time this podcast is out, it'll be posted. So you can actually watch everything. I don't know about the pie in the face, if that's online. but I doubt it. That was separate and apart. But, but the part about with, uh, with Emery sharing her story, which I cannot wait to watch it now, Jace. You've intrigued me. I'll definitely oh, be doing that. Oh, it was fantastic. So it's uh, it's springtime, uh, getting close to summertime, and so it's a time when typically we think about you know sprucing the place up just a little bit, a little bit of spring cleaning. Uh, maybe you got to replace uh, some plants around your house. Zach, in your case, I was just at your house. It's it's kind of nice to have some privacy. Uh, you've got a bed and breakfast on one side, another place on the other. Uh, instead of a privacy fence. Maybe uh, some nice, beautiful trees would be better, you think? That's a great idea. I need a, a buffer of evergreens. That's, what I, that's what I need to order. So I've got the place for you. It's fastgrowingtrees.com, uh, one of our sponsors. And uh, they uh, curate thousands of easy-to-grow shrubs and tree varieties. Uh, you can get lemons. You can get every evergreens. You can get everything in between. Uh, we got a couple of palm trees that we put in our place down at the southern layer. Uh, which we love, and they come ready to go, um, which is great. And uh, we had a great experience with these guys. So you don't have to go and wait in line and haul heavy stuff around. It comes right to your house. Uh, They have a 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, so you get everything that looks great and fresh right out of the box. Join over 1.5 million happy Fast Growing Trees customers by going to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Robertson. You're going to get 15% off your first order. So it's 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Roberts. If you have a pulse for Jesus, there's something about watching a teenager, especially in this culture. Well, if you if you guys remember that when Mindy was on the podcast, you know, her mother was murdered. Her father was convicted for the murder and has spent his life in prison. So that's how she uh, that's how her life as a teenager started. And this is her daughter. So just keep that in mind when you hear this.
Zach, will you tell us about, before we get back to our textual study, tell us about anything about else about the movie, what folks can do, because we started this talking about the blind. Yeah, you can go to the blind. We've yeah, we've said, we said it before on here, uh, and then we'll definitely say it again, theblindmovie.com, and put your email in for updates. One of the things we're going to be doing soon is we're going to have like these kind of big, bigger Zoom calls. I don't know if it'll be Zoom, but like where we can get on together, and we're going to talk to you about uh, how you can help us get it out. We're definitely going to need ambassadors. Um, you guys have been awesome, man. I look at Unashamed Nation and I love watching y'all talk about it on the Facebook page, but we're going to, we, we need y'all's help. So for sure, like uh, sign up and get involved in those calls when we send them out. And um, yeah, it's coming, coming along great. And uh, I can't wait to, for you guys all to see it. So. so Jay's talks a lot about the chosen uh, because we love it so much and we've become friends with, with Dallas and his family. But what may, what makes that work and work well is that they have this huge following, which a lot of our podcast listeners are because you're the one that told us about the chosen. I didn't know about it until I started hearing from our audience and, but it's very much supported and talked about by the people that not only in their case, they funded it. You know I mean? They actually well, they did. Funded, yeah. But I mean, I just simply watched it. And it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, but he, and he said, you know, they, uh, they had a very similar film release that we did. The chosen did. It's one of the reasons why we chose the path we chose, um, because we saw success with the chosen. And, um, I went, I went back and watched Dallas's live stream when he announced that. And, I mean, it was such an impact on on the on the film community that everyone was blown away at how how the people who followed the chosen acted quickly um, on ticket purchases. It really, I mean, it really makes a difference. And he talked a whole lot about you know you're voting with your purchase of a ticket. I mean, you really are. I mean, we're it's it's not just that we get to see the story, and it is an incredible story. It is going to be motivating for people. Um, it is going to be uh, entertaining. It's it's all those things, but it's also with every bit of support that we get early on in the campaign from the people who have honestly made unashamed nation what it is. Um, that's just, it, it, it makes it easier for, for, for more people to do faith-based content. Yeah. Um, it really, I mean, it makes a huge, huge impact. And, uh, I mean, we, let's face it. I mean, it's hard to get our kind of content out there. And so we have to choose different channels and we, and we literally rely on, on our, uh, our audience to make that happen. So and, I'm glad we have an audience that's bought in. I really am. And Steve Dace has faced that with nefarious. We've talked about on the podcast before, which is a very intriguing, amazing film, very well done. And of course we're talking about spiritual warfare in this context of our podcast right now in Luke chapter four, but that movie really, you know, touched me at an intellectual as well as emotional level about how powerful evil is. And so that's another yeah. one that depends on people really supporting the film because you get pushed out. You know, he's gotten pushed out of a lot of theaters, and so it takes people kind of rallying to the point. But it's wor- if you hadn't seen Affairs, check it out because it's really, really good. Well, what I was going to say is uh, one thing that came out of that, me seeing that girl speak, is that's a very good question if you want to know where your teenagers are at. Because I know, look, we've all been teenagers, and we know how difficult we've all had teenagers and some still do, I guess. Yeah. But it's we're in a the very process good question. of raising them, and we've raised them. You yeah. want to see where they're at? Just ask them, why Jesus? It's a really good question. Yeah. It's a great question. And uh, and good. it's a simple thing. The about the the movies, you know, it's real hard because Hollywood is really good at production, and uh, I think in the past, you know. Christian type movies, whether it not be the budget or just the people in control 
pushing the buttons. It's just, it's almost like not a fair fight, you know? And so, but I think the reason I'm excited is because when Hollywood, when they, when they have movies about churches or church related stuff, it's like one that was just released. We were having a conversation about it last night. You know, there was a, there evidently it was a true story. There was some story and, and I don't know, you know, all the details. I don't want to mess it up, but I just want to make a point that, you know, the church leadership, uh, these people singing in the church choir, you know, there was two couples and one of them ended up having an affair and but keeping it secret, you know, and well, it led to one of the members being killed with an ax. And so well, you're like, what in the world? But you got to look at Hollywood. They jump all over that because they're like, oh, let me get this right. There was some people going to church in the church leadership, singing in the choir, had an affair, and somebody got killed with an axe. We need to get this oh, in that's production. The that's a yeah. story. I mean, now, now we're talking, yeah. and the reason I'm bringing that up, and and it's you know, from what I understand, well done as far as production and the budget, and it's intriguing because it's a true story. And so uh, I bring that up to say that when we talked about last podcast, the power of the evil one, and you think about these movies. Uh, nefarious there's also a text that paul brought up within the corinthian church of the evil one masquerading as an angel of light and his servants as angels of righteousness and so and even in this context of the temptation the evil one wasn't trying to get jesus to do anything that seems that wrong I mean, they were, they, but the problem with each temptation was it was based on a lie and it was based on not trusting God with what Jesus was trying to accomplish and, and who he is. And so I do think there's a part of that. It, it's so easy for the church just mm. to say, you know, well, look at the world, you know, it's just, and we're separate and apart. No, this, this is going on in each individual person's heart and it can be disguised and it's never easy to look at and say oh this is clearly something evil and something tempting me it's you know he's crafty he schemes there's it's a subtle. trap it's always subtle yeah i always I, said the best lie yeah the best lies are 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 kind of masked in the truth i mean you look at satan from the very beginning of of uh his entrance at least in the bible story I mean, he doesn't go in with just a blatant, you know, lie. He he's a manipulator of the truth. He's a he just twists it just enough to to turn it into something that it's not. And I think that's the that's the subtlety of it all. And I think that now as it as it advances, we we can see the the end of what it looks like sometimes in culture and the world around us. But the entry point into into death and depravity, mayhem, murder, all the things that are horrible. It doesn't start that way. It starts with a subtle twisting and a misdirection of the truth. It's probably just a slight variation, just a just a just a little move to the right or to the left away from from God as the ultimate end. And then when you see that trajectory down the road is when it gets nasty. It doesn't start that way though. And when you think about like media content, you think about what shapes the imagination of a culture, what shapes the imagination of your children. Um, I, I would argue that media, the media consumption, what we are consuming in, on Netflix, social media, and music 
it probably shapes our view of the world more than any other thing we do. So certainly, and, then, and so Satan knows that, and he uses it these subtleties in art, in the arts and entertainment. So you know, our one of the big things that our family believes in is we we want to go into that space. And um, you guys did it with Duck Dynasty, and we're doing it in a lot of other areas now. Like let's, Duck Family Treasure, you know, it's we're moving into that space to offer an alternative. Um, alternative vision. Well, you're right, Zach. And even, even with our, the old duck show, I guarantee you there are a lot of people that sat around a lot of tables and said, and we're calling it the duck dynasty effect, meaning that, you know, you could have a television show of people that, you know, they just weren't doing terrible things to each other. In our case, we even had a prayer in the show and it could be hugely successful. Even though you haven't seen a lot of repetition, they saw it was possible. And so that has an effect, you know, when somebody becomes a, a trailblazer and, and, and we were like yeah. that, no, no show had been quite like it. So, yeah, yeah my, my son, uh, we we're talking about this recently because a buddy of mine, uh, sent me a clip from the Joe Rogan show, which I've never listened to, but I'm just not a, I'm not that kind of guy where, you know, I listen to podcasts, right. even though I'm on one. But I think it's kind of like TV. You know, I watched TV until I was on TV, and then I just quit watching TV. But <laughs> on a podcast, I don't listen to podcast. But and they, Rogan is like the most giant podcast out there. I mean, his audience. Well, you'll you'll get a kick out of this. So uh, this now this guy sends me this click. Uh, clip, which there was actually an f bomb. I guess they on their podcast, they you know, it, Rogan's they, a little salty from what I understand. Yeah, so I was like, Dude, next time you send me this, you know, be feel free to bleep out any four letter <laughs> words. But I was kind of kidding. So uh, I think it's safe to say that probably one of the most uh, difficult things about duck hunting in particular is having so many guns in close proximity. Uh, you know, just how many times have you had your ears run through the ears? That was a real nice way to say <laughs> that we hunt with a lot of idiots who will shoot <laughs> over your head and ring your ears at every opportunity. Zach, time. he wasn't talking about you, so, you know. No, no I don't do In every speech about how y'all doing pretty good, y'all visiting, that's good to have you. And every time we hunt, we there's a, a little lesson given about Ear protection. Exactly. It's not a lesson. It's a withering, judgmental, <laughs> hellfire sermon of it, the it need is. for hearing. So one of our new sponsors, which we're excited about, uh, is a company called Decibels. Uh, for those of you that are watching, this is a, a picture of their product. And these are custom earplugs. And what we love about these particular earplugs is that they you can mold them. You just put them in some hot water, which softens them up and molds them to go right into your ears. Yeah, they- they warmed them up, and they warm up plastic plugs, stick them in your ear. It sort of fits your ear canal on both sides. I mean, they put one on both sides. They warm them up with hot water, stick them in your ear, and I just held it there. And and when it cools off, it kind of fits your ear was the idea. You know, they just stuck, them, stuck it in my ear. It, it formed my ear canal with, with this. It, it conformed to that. So... And they did that for about five minutes. It was for my ear. And that's part of the problem with some of the other ear protection. It doesn't you know, fit into your ear very well. It falls out. And these guys do a great job uh, at molding to your ears. 
Um, like I said, just a little bit of hot water and you're ready to go. And you can remold them. Uh, Plus, in a moment of weakness, if your wife, if she just won't <laughs> shut up. You can slide the earplugs in there and block that. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, don't Jay, tell anybody. Don't tell her about I'm it. I'm sure Zach and Jason and I would never do that, but no, maybe, maybe Dad would. You got to be over 75 to try that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So there's no batteries, uh, which is great, you know, because you got batteries with some of the issues. Uh, they're made in the USA, free shipping on all uh, U.S. orders over $25.99. So here's what you do. We want you to try them. Go to decibels. Dot com Use the code UNASHAMED15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's D-E-C-I-B-U-L-L-Z. Decibels.com. That's a bulls. Yeah. Use the code UNASHAMED15. Get 15% off your first order. That's decibels.com. Use the code UNASHAMED15. Check them out. But he had a guest on that evidently this guy... Uh, he he's uh he went to school with you and Cy. And so they had him on talking about why coyotes are, are taking this over. guy is a, what's his name, Alex? Dan Florence. Dan Florence? Flores. Dan Flores. Yeah. So Dan he's, he's like a he's like he's really an interesting person. He's like a Western historian. I've I've yeah. seen this guy before. All right, well they had him on on your podcast. I remember I mean, the uh, word Flores. Okay, Dan well, Flores. No, he yeah. went to school with you. Yeah. I feel like Ross Perot here. Let me finish this story. And then <laughs> now, 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 what, now, what, 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 what are you talking about here, Dave? Come on, just get to the point. No, when he said, can I finish? <laughs> Can I finish? So they have him on the podcast. To talk. He wasn't talking about anything about us. He just, it came up. And somehow he says, I went to school with these Duck Dynasty people, Phil and Cy, and he told a story. He said, I actually went dove hunting with them. Of course, I thought, here we go. You know, I'm listening. I thought it was going to be, but I actually think this is true because it's a story I've heard. He said, we're out there hunting him. We're blasting. Blah, blah, blah. And so a truck just comes out there wide open. And he said, I, you know, I looked over at the guys who invited me, Phil and Cy, like, who is this? And he said, you know, Phil said, run boys, run. <laughs> He said, we, <laughs> he said, they take off running. He said, I think they, you know, thought it was the game warden or whatever, but it was the landowner. He's like, they didn't have permission out there. <laughs> he said, I, he said, that was my one experience with them. And he said, them guys told so many stories. Well, uh, Rogan said, I mean, actually kind of complimented. I heard it well, was positive. not from a spiritual no, viewpoint, no, but spiritual. just said, you know, I work in comedy, and he said I have to tip my hat to whoever when that came up the pipe. Whoever said, let's put that on TV, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he had? He had your moment. This is going to be good. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was kind of comical, you know, that he was like, but he said I appreciate those guys because they were funny in a way that's contrary to everything Hollywood says t- is to what is funny. They, yeah, they took point. a flyover state concept because it's not dirt. None of right. what we, I don't think he said that exact word, but he was like basically being funny without the normal Hollywood being funny, which you didn't get into what that is, but we all know what that he is. Knew what it was. In Hollywood, if you go to a comedy uh, movie, it's going to be dirty. Right. If I, that's why I didn't realize this till we had our show, and I realized 
Yeah, there's a. I don't go see Hollywood movies that are rated R that are comedies because I realize every joke is going to be dirty. It's going to be bad. That's the way. And so us dealing with the Hollywood uh, producers, and y'all remember this, most of the suggestions early on from what they had were all dirty. Yep. And I was like, that was what was causing all the but By the way, you just described, in my opinion, and I don't listen to Rogan either, but I think what you just described by watching that clip, because I've seen clips of Rogan, is why he has such a huge following. People love it. He's himself, and he just tells it like he sees it. You know, he's not at all like he has a whole different worldview than we do, but people love people that just tell it like it is. Yeah. And he'll call out whoever. He got in big hot water over the COVID and all that because he just told he just had people on. He's interesting, he's funny, he has good guests on. So I'm not even surprised to hear that. Well, that was my point. It was like what the chosen did is they took a big risk, uh, because they made Jesus more real. And you say, What's the risk? Well, the risk was the audience who would watch this, which are Christian people, have seen movies for the last hundred years where Jesus was Stoic and reverent. And when you looked at him, he looked like a placid lake. Well, right. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, they're like, well, he, you know, he became a man. So let's just kind of use a little imagination. Just well, Let's let him do some man You things. don't use your imagination in church. Even though Ephesians 3 says, you know, he does more than we could ever imagine. I'm not sure how they address that verse, but it, you don't use your imagination in, when it comes to putting Jesus on a screen. Because right. if you do, they're like, you're being irreverent, you know. Or, and so, uh, but I think you can appreciate that. And that's what Rogan's point was about our show. And look, I'm doing the same thing with our little show, The Duck Family Treasure. I'm like, let's make this. I mean, look, first meeting I have with the powers that be. I'm like, I want to do a treasure hunting show, but I don't want to make it about what we find. Well, you would have thought that I, you know, I just like killed off the main actor before we even got started. It was just crickets. (laughs) And they argued, you know, there was an argument that ensued. Just like... Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You want to make a treasure hunting show? I was like, I don't mean we're not going to find stuff. I just mean we're not going to put stuff in the ground. Right. We're not going to, we're, we're going to go treasure Sometimes hunting. we wind it, up on a dead end street. That's just what happens. Like if we wind up on a dead end street, we try to make it funny as we go down the dead end street or, you know, we do something else. But let's not make it about that. And because I was using that model from the Bible, I was like, treasure is it comes in various ways. I mean, there's spiritual treasure. There's greater treasures than old coins found in a grant. We like to, to do that. So I said, that way you can make it where, you know, you can have it about family or, you, you know, even about your faith. Just own it, you know, or, or different. You, you define treasure, with, which will come up with a lot of show ideas about that. there's a little but it's subtle it's just a subtle and there's learning. something powerful about the journey it's like when i speak and, and now i'm glad i had this thing of the blind to put in there i show a picture of our family the last night we filmed together it's the finished product of duck dynasty it was the last night we filmed it was at willie's house it's a great picture somebody on the crew took it you look at that and say, oh, man, there's the finished product. Four generations of faith. We love these guys. They're funny, but they're spiritual. They love the Lord. And then I love putting in the picture right after that, 1972, you with, you know, no shirt on, no beard, 
and me and Jay's little kids and mom's pregnant with Willie. And I love showing that picture and said the 1972 version of the Robertsons had no idea about the 2017 version. It was the journey is what made it powerful. And so, but you're selling that to a fan, to other families because they're in like a mess. They came here today. Everybody's fighting in their life. They can't imagine having peace and godliness going forward. So that's powerful. Well, especially when, you know, to get back to kind of tie all these, these thoughts off with where we are in Luke four and where I, well, the reason I said that was so awesome seeing this 18 year old girl share why Jesus is because the second time I spoke in public in my life, you know where it was at senior day at the same church, there was three guys. Oh yeah. Three guys got up there. And, uh, oh yeah, I was one of them and was just nervous, just ripping pages out of my Bible. Every time I turned one, I was (laughs) that's where it started. The page ripping. Oh yeah. I was nervous, but you know, my point is, so what had happened in my life? Well, I had seen Jesus transform, you know, my parents, and then I tried to run from it in my own life. Uh, and even, you know, hide behind the bitterness or whatever, you know, of, of what had happened. And I was a skeptic to the Bible. Uh, I didn't want to just do it because they were doing it. But anyway, the Lord found me. I had I had pulled my, my vehicle on the side of the road and said, no, I'm all in on this Jesus. And so I finally had to overcome my number one fear, which probably was because of the way we were raised. I was real shy and introverted. You know, people respond to traumatic you know, childhoods in different ways. Cause I learned at early age, you keep your mouth shut. Stay low at all times. Well, you know, when you become uh, a child of God and a follower of Jesus, you realize that's just going to be difficult to do. So that was the hardest thing for me to get over. And Phil always jokes about it. You know, once I overcame that, I never stopped talking, but that, that just came with the spirit, I guess. But what I'm saying is I got up there, and it was a wilderness moment to me because I was terrorized being in front of those people. I mean, none of that was enjoyable. It was a temptation to just not speak about Jesus. I wasn't even, even though I shared Jesus and I think God used that, I can't remember what I said. It was, you know, it was a a big temptation. I felt like I was in the wilderness, you know, when when I got up. And and spoke that, but what I was going to bring up and how that relates to Luke four, if you and to get back to the movie that Zach and and those guys are working on, you know about Phil and and mom, most people in the world would look at that and say, because what do they think about evil? They think it's some kind of social problem, mental health issue, uh, circumstance. You know, it's like they have to have an answer for this, and they don't want to call it evil. So they tie it in with something biological, or you inherited it. Well, all that movie, because it's our life, all that has has that in there. I mean, there's mental illness in our family, yep. and they, they show it was very painful to watch. It brought back a lot of memories, Al, when we were kids, and I yep. know when you were a kid. And so you wondered, you know, are we just are we just crazy? Or, I mean, I remember thinking that. Now, my wife said that about, you know, she met my family when we were dating, and she was like, huh, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dad, I remember uh, the time when I was a young lad, and you kind of gave us free range to, you know, go and hunt and kind of do things on our own. And uh, unfortunately, one time I 
I took that a bit too far. And so we were out on a muddy, rainy day, and uh, I got some mud in the end of your gun barrel on one of those 16 gauges. The, yeah. And uh, it doesn't take much mud <laughs> in the end of a gun barrel. It doesn't. And so I came home, and I didn't even realize when I shot it, I thought it was a bad shell. But it turned out there's some mud in there, and so it put a bubble. Like a pregnant gun barrel. Exactly. It was a, a bubble on the barrel, and I did not even notice it till I got home. You noticed it immediately. <laughs> and Jace, it was one of those moments. Luckily, I was a little bit too old at the time to like get normal discipline because Dad was, was pretty upset. But I don't even think I got a whipping over it, but you were not happy. I remember that. So I learned the value of the importance of making sure that you have a clean and clear gun barrel before you fire. By the way, I ran that, I ran that by a gun smith and he, he, he squeezed that back down. He fixed it. Right. And I'm thankful for that guy. Cause I was already in a bit of trouble. Our, our friends at barrel buddy, if I'd only known those guys back then, uh, they have a great product, uh, that makes sure that you keep your barrel clean. Uh, got a lot of gun enthusiasts out there that listen to our podcast, obviously, as well as hunters. Uh, and this product is is great because one is it's uh, made out of this white polymer, so you can tell what's coming out of your gun barrel, which is important because you need if you clean it, not not only do you look down it, but you also got to make sure you got everything out of there. And so these guys, like us, uh, they were out in the middle of a field needed a better way to clean their gun, and this is what they came up with. And so we love them. They're a great company. I want to encourage you guys to check them out. Uh, make sure that your guns stay clean so you don't get in trouble like Al. Go to BarrelBuddy.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-L Buddy.com and check it out. You get back to First Timothy. I urge then, I urge the Apostle Paul is talking. First of all, that requests, now just listen how this is worded, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. So to, to, to talk about what Jesus said. And guess what, Al? For kings, you say, do what? And all those in authority, you're like, what do we what do we want to put before them? Requests, prayers, and intercession and thanksgiving. You put that, you show the big dogs. The big dogs are kings and all those in authority. You're like, you're not gonna break that up with prayers, requests, that we may live, here's all we're asking of the world, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there's one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all men, the testimony given in its proper time. 2,032 years ago, he shows up. We just got through looking at it. We're wanting the authorities and the kings and everybody else, we want them to at least consider. For this purpose, he said, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying and a teacher of the true faith to the Gentiles. Pretty amazing what God expects us to be, to do 
in front of all the big dogs that are watching. So you have an impact on them, but you have to show them. But what we're saying, y'all are through these movies and stuff, you're giving them a glimpse to say, look at his past. Yeah. You know, you want to dig into mine, we'll show you. Well, the Apostle Paul said, might ought to throw mine in there too. I stood by while they stoned men and women to death. I was heading it up. Holding right. the clothes of the ones that are being killed. He wasn't. <clears throat> he wasn't using hyperbole to t- say he no, was the he worst was not. of sinners. He was not. He killed his future brothers and sisters. Make right, a movie of the Apostle Paul. I don't know whether they've made one they yet. They have, yes. and it's very powerful. Well, they have, but well, I- actually, yeah, yeah. And the guy who did it was the guy. Ironically, though, I just thought about this. The man who directed. Paul Apostle of Christ was the same guy that directed your film. So I didn't know that. Did you know that, Dad? I didn't know that till right now. And by the way, I highly recommend that movie. I, it moved me so much because it's kind of done interview style with Paul looking back on his life. But he keeps having these scenes, and it took me a while to figure it out. But he's imagining all those brothers and sisters that he killed and had killed and tortured and everything else. And so he gets at the end of his life. You talk about embarrassment, Dad, and and regret. And yet, at the end of the day, he's like, but this is what God did in my life. It was very, very By powerful. the way, Zach, the evil one, he yeah. does not like us. No. no. Well, that's where I was. He does not like he us. He hates us. And anything about him, he hates us. That's what I was getting to. The world does not accept the possibility of a spiritual problem or a supernatural problem. Exactly. And so I think when you watch movies like this, you, you don't have any other explanation because in your case all those boxes that the world says is what causes evil and and a point of no return y'all pretty much checked them all i mean you had nothing you got crazy people running around you 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 did it to yourself you know you you just made terrible decision you're running with the wrong crowd whatever you want to come up with from a social view and then all of a sudden you're introduced to this Jesus and your impending surrender and the life becomes something that is so different from where it was. It, it defies human logic or reasoning from a worldly stand, standpoint. Yeah. You know? And then, like you said earlier, in itself becomes an apologetic because it shows what the power of God can I do. I totaled the last three vehicles that I owned, running into trees that yeah. 50 miles an hour, drunk. drunk. I totaled three in a row. Well, easy been killed and, or made. And walked, walked away one time, <laughs> went off into the water about 15 feet well, deep. I remember that. I come out the window, dog paddled like a dog for a quarter of a mile to get out of the swamp I was it in. It was about a 20-inch rain. Yeah, the truck disappeared. It didn't show up till about... A month, two two months later, the water fell out, and there's my truck totaled out out there underwater, underwater, about ten feet. I remember it, and I was the one who had to swim to the bank. I remember it. I remember it sitting out there, and people were driving by saying, "Look at that, somebody's truck." And that was your truck. Yeah, a lot of them said, "Look, there's Phil's truck." You said sometimes, you know, we haven't seen God, but you know, me looking back through moments of. Providence and protection is one of the ways that we see that God was working when we didn't know. Because obviously something was going on that you didn't die during all that because 
you know, look what you've done for the last the Apostle years. Paul said, I was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and a violent man. And I said, yeah, I've been there, Paul. <laughs> and now we have the same guy directing both films. I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, um, interesting when, to, to Jace's point, and, and I and I mean, I think we did want to show that in the blind. We wanted to show that there are these factors that influence us, but ultimately, we we really can't blame anybody but but us. In the in the end, I mean, when we talk about our salvation, and uh, G.K. Chesterton was famous. He he wrote an essay one time called uh, "What's Wrong with the World." And and his answer was really short. It was me. He answered me. I'm what's wrong with the world. And I, I mean, I, was, I thought about this verse in James um, chapter one that says, but every man is tempted. And you alluded to this earlier when he is drawn away um, of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin and sin when it is finished, bring forth a, a death. And I think, man, like uh, the devil doesn't make us do anything like he does there. He is out there. He is prowling like a roaring lion. And there's all these things that happen to us. But at the end of the day, the, the, the good news is, is that we are we can choose a different path. And uh, and so Phil's story, which is a precursor to all of our stories, really, was you got to a place where you said, I, I want I want something different. And and you chose to to put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus. And I mean, everybody knows now who you are and what you've done. I mean, just the legacy. I mean, all, I mean, and it's not just because of duck dynasty either, by the way, that's another thing I, I, I wanted to mention that without duck dynasty, your legacy in, in Christ would, it, it, you would still go down as an evangelist for the gospel. You st- I mean, th- that hadn't changed. That duck dynasty did not make you into a, an incredible, evangelist of, of the good news of Jesus. You were doing that before Duck Dynasty. It just kind of exacerbated it and put that on steroids. Exactly. But, it was, but all that. It was your mom that prophesied the truth that if we can ever get my brother to Christ, he will lead thousands yeah. to Christ. And she was exactly right. And she said that while you were a heathen. So she yeah. knew something. Yep. That the rest of us didn't know. Pretty so, wild. Well, yeah. The practical application of Luke 4, and I'll read it. Uh, yeah, read the text. I want to get that in. I just want to say the practical application of this is because these things that the evil one tempts are not necessarily bad things, you know, from Jesus' perspective. And I think each temptation is unique to the person he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. But the what goes hand in hand before I read this with surrendering to Jesus is whether or not you're going to believe the lies that he's telling you. Because yeah. that's he, he gives three lies, and one of them is he's even quoting scriptures. And Jesus, in all three cases, chooses not to believe the lie. So, And I want to say something before you read it, because, Jace, you and I, we both were in the movie because we're little kids, but we both witnessed dad's life, and then we responded two different ways when we got to our moment of teenagers. I hated it, but then blindly went into it. I did the same thing, not to the level, but still just as bad. Jace, you looked at it and hated it and said, I don't want to be anything like that. And yeah. so th- just to point out there to you folks that come, if you come to Christ later and your kids, you're thinking, man, why, why does my son or my daughter – follow this pathway because they know what it leads to. They saw it in me, but sometimes you just have to get to that point of desperation yourself. Some other kid may respond to it just the opposite. 
But temptation came out of both of the, both of the, both of us needed Christ. Well, he took you to the red light district, but he took me to say, you don't need them. You're not like them. You need to make your own. In fact, is God, are you even really there? Cause you had the whole question of that. Exactly. I thought, you know, maybe I can just be good enough on my own, which sounds terrible, but you know, as a teenager, I mean, that's what I thought. Everybody has a struggle. You know, I love it. So, so Luke 4 says... Starting in verse 3, because we read the first. Well, I mean, that was yeah, the podcast. So Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit, I mean, into the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are, if you are the Son of God, tell, the stone, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone. And before I read on, I'll just, he was challenging the plan that God had laid out. Jesus became a man. God became a man. And he's like, well, you're hungry though. Just relieve yourself. God will, you, you can use your power. And I think his answer is, is the answer. When he said, man, of which he has come, does not live on bread alone he was like i'm not doing this because that when it that would be contrary to everything jesus ever did he never did things for himself to ease his pain or make himself uncomfortable and so then he goes to the next one the devil led him to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world so you have this mirage come up this visualization which kind of feeds into the point you were talking about earlier that it was a mental that's what i think supernatural thing yeah because in an instant you know right and he said to him i will give you all their authority and splendor for it has been given to me and i can give it to anyone i want to so if you worship me it will all be yours so you don't have to continue this you know, all this struggle. He said, look, you deserve it. Let's do it together. Jesus answered, it is written. I think the, the you know, the first word of these is, are just really worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. I believe that's... Uh, Psalm 91. So the devil... Now look, we have the devil quoting scripture. He knew scripture. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. No, he's saying, I'm with you. I'm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're just... I'm just... I think he was Since you're to, quoting scripture, let me give you a scripture. That's what he was saying. I think he was... It was leading to one temptation after another. He yeah. was like, let's, let's try to tempt him to ease his his hunger from the flesh. All right, then let's go to the world. He went, that's why I said, it's the, it's your own sin, you know, battling the flesh. It's the world. I mean, if you were in charge of the world, you you would have arrived in our minds, you know? And then he, he goes to the, you know, I think the supernatural world because he's like, prove yourself. Yeah. Show. And I think he's gauging his fear of death here because he is a human. Is, is what he's claiming. Yep. And he's quoting scripture to support it. Jesus said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Now, I find this interesting, verse Yeah, 13. this is good. When the devil had finished all his tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Yeah, I'll get him next time. Get him next time. <laughs> and I think I know when that is, but since we're out of time, 
We're going to have to talk about that in overtime. So if you want to find out what we think about that, come to blazetv.com slash unashamed. We'll talk a little bit more about Luke chapter 4 and this amazing uh, interaction between Satan and Christ. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.